On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we just got done watching Texas and Creighton play. And spoiler alert, Creighton was not making shots for almost yeah. this entire game until Baylor Shireman got hot much too late. Yeah, there was something going on in Moody. I don't know if it's about the rims. We'll talk about it. But Creighton has never shot that bad. And Baylor Shireman specifically has never had a game like that. Are you ready to declare a Moody mystery mm, on the show? Yes. The new Moody, was it the Moody Center? Moody Arena? I think it's Moody. the center. Because they have so many activities in there. Uh, McConaughey uh, planned it all. This new Moody Center that Texas has is the the bell of the college basketball ball. Every time Everybody that, loves that it. Texas hosts a game, people go nuts talking about it. Mm-hmm. I have not been, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to you know say one way or the other how I feel about it. But I just it feels like everybody's talking about this thing. And I got to say, what I saw tonight, loosen your rims, is what I would say. To yeah, because we want to watch good basketball yeah. games. We want people yeah. to make shots. Yeah, uh, but Texas gets the big win. Uh, is it enough to make them the number one team in the country? I don't know. We'll see. That's what Texas fans we'll are saying. We'll see. They got the ones Illinois. in Moody. They got Illinois coming up mm. in Madison Square Garden. Mm. Going to be a good one. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Don't let the... Uh, yeah, don't let the ACC Big Ten Challenge that we've been so excited about this week overshadow this uh, this Big 12 Big East battle that we saw tonight. Uh, Marquette put the put a whooping on Baylor. Mm-hmm. Don't let the, don't let everything else distract from that because Marquette handed Baylor their ass. Yeah, uh, Shaka Smart, he's back again. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Also, uh, was Virginia's win at Michigan, would you describe it as more gritty or gutsy? Mm. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Yeah. You have time to think about and it. And Michigan, another Michigan <laughs> man struck someone. So it's, true, it's, it's becoming true. a theme. Jawan Howard, Howard's program. <laughs> yeah. That's the, uh, <laughs> you, follow, you follow your coach. That was a foul on Virginia, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course. They called the foul of course it was. Look at the tape. <laughs> um, Notre Dame back, or does Michigan State suck? I don't know. We'll Ooh, talk about that. We'll try to figure that, out that. That, is, uh, that might take the whole show yeah. to try to decipher that one. Uh, but most importantly, it is Fraud Friday. We got a double dose this week, folks. I don't do this often, mm-hmm. but uh, I was feeling a little frisky this Friday. There are so um, many frauds out there. There's so many out there. We're doing a double dose. We are doing a top 10 this week. There mm. are 10 fraud. There are 10 entities on the fraud power rankings this week. Uh, so without further ado, we have a lot to get to. A 10, 10 fraud, a 10 tiered fraud Friday is a, is a big fraud Friday. So let's just get right to it. But first, Woody Durham. All right, uh, out of the gate, let's talk about this Texas Creighton game we just saw. Texas uh, was was kind of in control the whole game. Texas's defense. I'm going to say this, Tate, because I'm I'm going to focus on Creighton missing shots at some point in this uh, discussion, and I don't want people to take it the wrong way that I'm that I'm taking anything away from Texas. Texas might have the best defense in the country. Uh, Chris Beard, uh, his resume speaks for itself as a defensive coach. Um, I I'm very much buying the hype in Texas, uh, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball, offensively. Marcus Carr has terrorized my teams through the years. Um, I've I've seen this man rip my heart out a million times. Yeah, but still, there's something about like the in game situations with Tech. Like I don't know. I I gotta I gotta see more. I gotta see like. I how, wish Hunter had the ball at the end of the game. But yeah, it, but it seemed to be the Marcus Carr show, and yeah. uh, that is something that we can talk about. So I don't want to I don't want to take away from Texas because uh, they earned the W, and I'm not trying to uh, uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm not trying to rain on the parade here, but. Uh, my God, Creighton was what four for twenty six from the three point mm-hmm. line. I mean, Texas was four for nineteen. Both teams That's could true. not buy a shot. But it was more shocking to me because Creighton came into the game shooting thirty eight percent, and uh, I mean, Shireman, Shireman shot forty six percent last year, 
I mean, obviously he wasn't in Creighton, but I mean, for the season. So yes. this is what he does. Um, could could not buy a bucket. It was, I mean, because Texas Texas has not been a great three point shooting team this year. I don't I don't think. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. I, I guess I could look it up, but I don't think they they're particularly mm-hmm. great. So that one didn't stand out to me as much. Texas has been winning on defense, and uh, and then Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter and just overwhelming people with their talent. Um, Creighton. From what we saw in Maui, like th- this seems to be, uh, 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 and Creighton historically, that is the bread and butter of their offense is they shoot threes. Yeah. This, this is how they, that's why they Mike Miller's son wanted to go yeah. there. He's like, I want to shoot threes. And we saw him in Maui, and that was like the, that was, that's how, you know, mm-hmm. so the, the idea of a Creighton team, what, did they start one for 22, was it? Yeah, it was horrible. Oh I mean, it was God. at the point where you and I were saying the fix is in. I mean, or maybe I was just yelling that because I'm like, <laughs> what is going on in Moody? I mean, it looks it, like you're just yelling something. the fix is in, and I'm like, what's the fix? And you're like, I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> Working on that. I don't know what that I is. I just know the fix is in. I am trying to put it together, but uh, I didn't think that they could shoot this poorly. Yeah. And in this building, I think it's an advantage to Texas that teams shoot poorly in the building, right? That That is the moody magic. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Deep I, down. I think so. So what, what do we take away from this game? Because like I, I feel a little uh, underwhelmed, honestly. Like It was a close game. I don't think it was a bad game, per se. Like I was entertained. Mm-hmm. Um, especially out of the gate, it felt like it was going to be a shootout there for a second. Uh, but there, I, I come away a little underwhelmed. Like, I, I I don't know. Like, Texas, to me, only winning by five when Creighton couldn't make a shot. Like, if I'm Creighton, I'm almost feeling better moving forward because you're like, we just went to the number two team in the country. We will never have a, a, a night shooting the ball as poorly as we did tonight. And again, you could say it's Texas's defense. I watched the game. Creighton had wide open shots. Wide open shots. That, that they were bricking. Mm-hmm. Granted, not every shot was wide open. I don't mean to say that Texas wasn't playing good defense, but... Um, a handful of those when Baylor Shireman's wide open and he's breaking them. I mean, you're, you're lucky. There's no other way to put it, Texas, but you're lucky that a, a knockdown shooter is breaking shots. Uh, so if I'm Creighton, I come away from this. And I'm like, whatever, burn the tape, flush it. We're first game back from Maui. We're jet lagged. We're whatever. You find your excuse. Yeah. You say it's, it's a, it's a moral victory that we hung around. We covered the spread. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be fine. If we play him in, if, if I'm a Creighton fan and I think about March, if we run up against Texas, and, and if the bracket comes out and Creighton and Texas are in the same bracket, I I'm think not, good. I'm not worried at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have a revenge game there. And I think they there. this is both, this is kind of a backhanded compliment. I think that Creighton obviously has the best starting five in the country. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, no one scored on their bench tonight. So you come into this game and you ask what a big takeaway is. My big takeaway is that Creighton has the best starting five in the country and they still have no bench. Yeah. And if they're going to be a title contending final four level team, you know, whether it is Mike Miller's son, Mason, that steps up and becomes that. They need Farabello. There needs someone yeah. on that bench. King. It's probably going to be either one of those guys. Like, King's not really an offensive. Yeah. But someone it's, has to. It's going to be Farabello. At least be Miller a threat. To, Miller hit some threes against yeah. Arizona. He spread the floor a little bit, showed some signs. But somebody for Creighton off that bench has to add a little bit of firepower so that when Baylor is 0 for 9 from 3, maybe there's someone else helping carry I that. I guess load. maybe that's my issue with this game for Creighton tonight is uh, uh, Miller and Farabello come in um, and shoot shoot three they, they go over three combined from three and that's like if i'm greg mcdermott i'm turning to those guys and i'm saying our our, our starters especially shireman are broke tonight mm-hmm. um alexander did alexander not have a good was game. not great either mm-hmm. by the way oh for eight from the field uh yeah. so I, I i turn to those guys and i'm like you guys gotta you're no longer like spot up shooters like mm-hmm. i need one of you to be a little more aggressive and try to generate some offense for us um, yeah and they they shot Farabella was over three from the field over two from three Miller shot one shot and missed, and then missed both of his free throws mm-hmm. um, and bricked them. 
So I'm not saying they had to also go 0 for 9 like Shireman started. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I would have liked to have seen like just, that is the know. concern, you know, that that's yeah. my big takeaway. Like Texas, not to say that Texas has a ton of depth either, but when I look at these two teams and I look at Creighton, the one weakness is their depth. I would have liked it. This is a game to use like a football analogy to throw when everyone's ice cold, you, you bring in a guy off the bench and you just throw something else on film. You know, you like, it's like a trick play almost where all of a sudden you're running the offense through Miller or Farabello for just like a two or three mm -hmm. minute stretch. Kind of like yeah, Texas has Serge Jabari Rice, you know? Serge yeah. Jabari Rice yeah, comes exactly. off the bench, a guy that knows how to play basketball, a guy who is a proven winner, and he gives some stability to the backcourt a little bit. Bishop comes in. He's a transfer from Creighton. He gives you some good minutes, right? Like, Texas isn't that deep of a team, but they're really eight deep. But they right trust now, their bench. They're, yeah, they're not yeah. super deep, but it's like the guys that you're throwing in there, you're like, like you said, Jabari Rice has, has won. I mean, Frischilla was talking about it during the broadcast. He's won a ton of games at New Mexico State. He's... He's he's a guy that's been around the block, and he's a guy that you can trust. Uh, I, I'm with you. I don't. I mean, I I like Creighton's bench. I don't know if I can trust Creighton's bench. And a night like tonight, where they go over, kind of proves why, right? And and maybe during the Big East season conference schedule, they get some games where you know they're up big and they can play these guys a little bit more. They get a little bit of confidence. And by the time we get to March, you're saying I actually really like some of the pieces off the bench for yeah, Creighton, right? Yeah. I think they can develop there. But, you know, tonight in this game on the road, you can't depend on those guys. Uh, Texas has not played. Uh, 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 have they played one neutral? They played Northern Arizona. That was, uh, that was uh, where did they play that? They played that somewhere in Texas. I can't remember. Um, but was, they haven't played a true road game, right? That, that's right. It was like, it was, it was down in like Southern Texas or something. But they haven't played a true road game. They barely played. And that was Northern Arizona that they played. Uh, so my mind's just going to like the, on the one hand, we're buying the hype. The Moody Center looks awesome. Yeah, the the team is the juice is flowing. There's a buzz around the program. Um, on the other hand, I don't know, man. I I I'm kind of just waiting. You're for going this. Graham Couch, Bill Titus. I theory. am, dude. I'm waiting yeah. to at least like give me a neutral game. Like at least like they're playing Illinois uh, next Tuesday, um, in Madison Square Garden, yep. doubleheader with Duke and Iowa. At least that's going to give me something where it's like outside of this environment that was specifically built for this team. It's, yeah. like, it's like the whole, like all the stars align for like this Texas team at this moment in time with Chris Beard and, and you know, th this, the, the program is like coalesced into the Moody Center and like now we're just going to crush everybody that comes mm -hmm. in here. Um, which is great, but that's not how it all works. Yes, you will not be playing so I need to, in the Moody Center when it comes to March. So what I've seen so far, I do like, and I, I, I really do hate to be the guy that's raining on the parade, but um, if I don't you're know. Brad Underwood, you're praying that they get the number one ranking. Like yeah. the AP voters get together this weekend, they don't call Graham Couch, they put Texas number one, and then if you're Illinois, you get to play a Texas team that is dealing with the expectations of right. being the number one number team one. in the country in Madison Square Garden. With an Illinois team that probably will have the best player on the court in TJ Shannon, that's a pretty good draw for Illinois. So if I'm I, Illinois, if I'm an Illinois fan and I know someone that has an AP vote, I'm reaching out to them and saying the Longhorn should be the number the one number team. one team. Yeah, calling into radio. Station. I guess like ultimately, I I don't think Texas is overrated. I don't think Texas is. I, I don't think the hype is unwarranted. I just like as I was watching that game, I was like, if this is not, if this is on any other court, if they're playing on any other court than that one yeah. right now tonight, I think Creighton wins. That's what my eyes told me. I my think eye so. test, yeah. which is what I believe. Uh, yes, my favorite eye test. <laughs> um, I felt like Creighton, like I walk away from that game having more belief in Creighton than Texas long-term, but uh, Texas is, like, again, I'm trying not to like really take anything away from Texas. It was just like, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to, if your game plan going into a Creighton game is hope for them to go one for 22 from the three-point line, 
That is not a good game. Good luck. Yeah, they are not the Houston Rockets with James Harden. And uh, shout out to Jim's cousin, by the way. Mm. I don't know if they're actual cousins, but they are Cunningham's. Brock Cunningham, talking about the depth. I mean, Brock Cunningham at the end of this game, two free throws he needed to make. And yeah, he, I used and to knock, knock Do you them take pride down. in that to see other Cunningham? Is he the most, uh, is he the most famous, famous Cunningham? Cunningham basketball player ever? Um, probably, Billy Cunningham. Yeah. If Billy he, Cun- just because he made those shots, yeah, sure. He's really... <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, he, he is not those. better than Billy Cunningham. Jim. Do, do you think uh, he was he was pimping it a little too much? Like, I saw him uh, smile after he's he made it. He's hamming it, like, it up. Was, I felt a little much. Is that classic Cunningham to just, uh, you know... Be happy and like, you know, I just felt like there was, I was like, act like you've been there before a little bit, you know? Yeah. Well, we're all rays of sunshine that bring the energy everywhere we go. Checks out. Um, anything else on this game? It was, it was like, like I said, it was, uh, I don't, I don't think it was a bad game, but it was just kind of like, was McConaughey there? That's my, I I mean, that's my last question. But they were, there was at one point in the game, ESPN was like McConaughey's vision. Like they did like a little special. Yeah. yeah. It felt like they were going to go, to him and like set us up. McConaughey's with like what he's vision seeing. was have every every time anything good happens with Texas sports, have everybody talk about him. Yes, um, and then he shows up like once every twelve games. All right, all right, and all right. Bangs the drum, mm-hmm. and then everyone's like, "This guy is he's the whole, awesome. is the whole reason our yeah. athletic department exists." Yeah, we have all this money because of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> thank, thank you, Matthew McConaughey. That's really all I have left. I mean, it, my I'm congratulations to Texas, but again, if I'm a Texas fan, I want Houston to stay number one. And I think for the good of college basketball, Houston is a stable number one. Let's just keep them. There. I, I I think I agree. Yeah, just keep I them. There. I wouldn't. I, if I was Texas, I'd be like, we're fine. We're at. Even if I'm we're, Chris yeah, Beard, want, I'm Dell planning need... after the game. If I'm Chris Beard, I go to the press conference. I'm like, hey, we're happy to to get a win, big win for our program. But at the end of the day, we did not play our best best basketball tonight. Neither did neither yeah. did Creighton. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we but know I, we we got a lot of things to clean up. I guess that's why I'm I'm left underwhelmed, just because I feel like I didn't really learn anything about either team. Yeah, you know, like I did. I didn't feel like I I saw either team's best shot. I didn't feel like. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just kind of yeah it was it was like a simulated game almost and <laughs> yeah. it's like you just press sim game and then this the the stats popped up and said you went four for 26 from three and i was like damn it why did i if i'm like a creighton fan and i'm running the i'm playing a season you know in my little video game and then it says four for 26 and i'm like damn it why did i simulate that game i should yeah, have i should have I I I shot better I could, I shot and also Kalkbrenner, like at one point he was at least eight for eight from the field so you and i were talking we're like just keep giving him the ball Granted, Kalk- at times he doesn't look like he wants the he ball. He doesn't want the ball. Yeah. He's got the that look on the his issue. face that he's just like, damn it, I gotta shoot this again. Yeah. He did that in Maui. That's why they lost the Maui invitational. Of course. Because like, they drew the play up yeah. for him. He catches Umar the ball. Yeah. Like, we're gonna play you versus me. And he's like, no, no, no that's no, that's actually that. uh someone come over and guard this guy. I, don't like, I do like when Creighton uh the, their defense is just uh park Cockbrenner in the paint and just have him swat everything away and then let Shireman grab all the rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Brooke Lopez. I really yeah. like it. Um, but no, Texas, te- I, I apologize to Texas fans. I, I feel like I'm shitting all over your, uh, your team right now or, or not giving you the flowers. Is that what the kids still say? Is yeah, that, have we moved so. on from that one? Um, I think him is dead by the way. Him is dead. I, I think. I think the kids. Caleb have moved. Love killed it. <laughs> I, I don't know who killed it. I don't know who killed it. But it, it looks like the kids have moved on. I, I uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I think I think Flowers is still there. <laughs> flowers <laughs> thing still works. <laughs> um, yeah, apologies, but uh, I'm, I, if I'm being completely honest, I'm waiting for Texas to play outside the state of Texas, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, Beat and, Illinois on Tuesday. And they probably will. But uh, I I just like I'm waiting to see a little adversity. Everything's going too smoothly for Texas right now. Everything's too yeah. as a state. It's really. too like, yeah, everything's yeah. just too smooth. And mm-hmm. we just need a little adversity. I just need to see how this team handles a little adversity. 
Just and, a, uh, a tinge of it. Hopefully, we'll see it on Tuesday. Um, yep. What else? Do we want to get into the fraud power rankings? Or do I you have thoughts so. on uh, I, uh, I, any of these other games? I just wanted to quickly bring up that currently, uh, as we're sitting here and we're recording, uh, Arizona is getting worked by Utah. Are you serious? Yeah, it's happening. Uh, Utah, last time I checked, yeah, they're up 42 to 25 at halftime. So, Dude. <laughs> this this was a trap game and it goes this is a trap game for us to yes. start this podcast yes. after creighton texas instead of no paying but, attention to but reality i just wanted to bring that oh, up. oh it's on pack 12 network we couldn't watch we it couldn't watch it yeah unless yeah, you have a, a ref, an lg refrigerator <laughs> that you bought in the san luis obispo area you would not be able to watch this pack 12 network game so good good news for all the arizona fans no one's watching um no one knows arizona is still my number one team in the country regardless of this outcome because they're coming off the Maui high. Dude, you, you have to give the Maui bump a bit of a break. Dude, you literally said last night that uh, Arizona was the number, best team in the country. And I still believe that. This who, Utah game will not played, change that. Who played well after Maui? Dude, Nobody. Maui. No one has played well after Maui. Again, okay, how do we curse. spin this? I need, a, I need help spinning this. Well, you need a, sometimes you need a vacation from your vacation. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Cincinnati won by 26. Against who? first game back. Uh, <laughs> and JIT. D New exactly. Institute of Technology. Yeah, it does not count. Throw but they won by 26. Yeah, throw that game out. Every other team. Uh, Texas Tech let Georgetown go on a late run and almost made a huge mistake in letting Georgetown, a terrible Georgetown team beat them. They ultimately won, but Texas Tech played uninspiring basketball their first game back from Maui. Uh, Arkansas, same deal with Troy. Yeah. Um, where it wasn't like, I, I don't mean to, to oversell it. Like it was super close and down to the wire, but there was a time I didn't watch the game, but I checked the score at one point in the second half and I think it was tied or close to it. Uh, Arkansas did not seem to play well in their first game back from Maui. Um, Ohio state lost it at Duke. Mm -hmm. Uh, Louisville got smoked at home, <laughs> yeah. which is unusual. Yeah. Very, Although, <laughs> yeah. That definitely was Maui. That, that was, was Maui, Maui ramifications. Uh, who else does that leave? <laughs> Creighton, we saw tonight. Yeah. Couldn't hit a thing. Yeah. And now Arizona's getting worked at Utah. So I think it's just the travel. I mean, that's the only thing that I can but what point do we, to. How do, we, how do we spin this as like it's not Maui's fault? Well, because these games don't matter. It's, November, it's December. Yeah. I mean, no one cares. True. At the end of the day, no one cares, but also all these games matter for resume. And I've never been able to put those Understand. two things... I, no, I, I think what it is, exact same I, I think the, the stakes of Maui are so high that, that there's a little bit of a letdown. You're like, what, what are we playing for? Yeah. And, and Greg McDermott's like, guys, we're playing the number two team in the country. And all those guys are like, that's not Maui, though. Yeah, I know. Like, I'd rather play for And we just play the number one team in the country. <laughs> yeah, I heard Maui. Tate Frazier say this. We just play the number one team. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, Dude, this is wild. doesn't feel the same. Arizona. Jim, keep an eye. Can you keep an eye on that for us? I as we want it on the mount monitor. Should no, we, put it, we don't need to put it on. We don't need to put it, it. on. It's, not, it's on Pac-12 Network. I just wanted Network. to flag it. I just wanted to flag it for us before we get into the frauds because maybe, maybe Arizona, Arizona will, a... will be in there next time, but not now. Because Kirk Creesa, it looks like he's shooting himself out of this game. And uh, <laughs> Kirk Creesa, no, <laughs> there's, there's, that doesn't a, sound right. there's something that says you know that was inevitable coming off the Maui high. And Tommy Lloyd told us he was like these guys are young guys. We'll see how they deal with success. So far, not good. Dude, road, first road, first taste of road action. Yeah. It's not easy. Ask Baylor. Yeah. Both it's, Shireman and the Baylor Bears. Ask, it's also ask like, all the Baylors. Being a top five team is a curse so far this season. I mean, you, yeah. you are going to you're going to fall fast. Gonzaga, Carolina, Kentucky. I mean, these teams, Kansas. They're falling by the Arizona right now in trouble. I mean, th these teams are falling by the wayside. So if I was Houston, 
and Texas, yeah, I would be very concerned because the target will come and it will be on your. What's back. that point? Like Houston hasn't really had a, a huge game that that we're circling. I mean, Virginia's coming up Virginia. at Virginia. Uh, they do have Alabama at home. I mean, there's an argument um, based oh, on... Oh, they got St. Mary's. No, they got St. Mary's on Saturday, but... Uh, but St. Mary's just lost to New Mexico State. That's right. Yeah. But uh, Houston, yeah, hasn't had like a marquee game yet, but going on the road and beating Oregon, beating a Power 5 team, it's not a guarantee, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not... Like, they, they, they won by 10. Oregon's not, you know, world beaters. I understand that. Yeah. But like, going on the road and beating Oregon in their home gym, as it turns out, Says something. It says something. Yeah. Same with Indiana and Xavier. Like it's it's very. It, Purdue goes to Florida State and they struggle for most of that. Dare game. I say this though? Based on what I've seen, Virginia should probably be number one. That's All true. things considered, you might have you might be onto something when you're looking at the resume. And granted, we talked about it already, but they get to play Houston to maybe prove that they're they're the number one team. So if they, I mean, if they beat Houston, they're gonna. It's be number a fact. One. Yeah, they're number one. Unless T Texas Tony's number, on top. Unless Texas beats Illinois, then they're number one also. Yeah. Then we have two number ones. But based on high school rankings, we're used to having multiple number ones. So that's it's true. The, it's in the so zeitgeist. We, we can handle now. that. Yeah. We can handle. And that. at the end of the day, who cares? Yeah. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor. Um, so do you want to get into the frauds? Yeah, we should please. just do that. That's what I want to do. All right, we'll do we'll do some frauds. Let's uh I'm gonna we'll, crack your knuckles. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk about I, I do want to talk about Virginia a little more, but we'll we'll save that for the end, I think. Cause I I the that, that Virginia Michigan game was a good one. And I it was it a was good one. it was gutsy and it was gritty and uh yeah, and we flagged it, it as a those, trap game yeah. for Virginia. So shout out to but them we'll, for we'll surviving. We'll circle back. We gotta get to the yeah. fraud power rankings first. Uh first of all, an announcement to start. Um I'm not talking about Red Pan anymore. Okay. It's uh sources confirmed that on Wednesday she dropped she she dropped bowls. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um I we've been on Red Panda As watch. first reported on yeah, Tyson. Yeah, I mean we, we yeah. knew it was happening, but like we've been on Red Panda watch all season. Uh ever since she opened the season at Hinkle Fieldhouse. I was there for it. And um, you know, it was a sad scene. I'm not gonna lie. It was a sad scene in Hinkle Fieldhouse. Put her on fraud alert. Um, ever since then, Tate, it's just been like a slow decline to where we have now reached a point. She she's entered the the Amani Bates territory for me, where it's like I I can't even. It was kind of funny for a while, <laughs> but like it's it's now just kind of sad, and now I'm almost rooting for you to get it back, you know. So I'm yeah. not going to talk about Red Panda dropping bowls on Wednesday yeah. at Dayton. I'm not going to. We talk don't about kick that. people when they're down. No, no. So uh, I know a lot of people were tweeting at me or, or reaching out, and they're like, "Are you going to talk about how she dropped bowls at Dayton on Wednesday?" Not going to do it. I think you were putting a lot of heat on her, by the way. I think yeah. a lot of people were watching a, lot a little bit more intently than they used to. I know, to. and I hate that. Kind of reminds me of my North Carolina Tar Heels. Know. You know what I mean? A lot of eyeballs on you. Expectations—they hurt. With great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> Tate. And I feel like uh, sometimes I look myself in the mirror after we do these shows, and I say, "Was I too hard on her?" Yeah. Um, but you know, I have a job to do, and 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 I, but I, I am going to ease off because it's no longer fraudulent. It's like she is who we know she is. Let yeah. her give her space. Let her figure it out. If she was still on top of her game, right? You right. know, this is like going at Carmelo Anthony now and saying, "Why aren't you averaging thirty right. a game?" Right. Like he right. passed his prime. Passed your prime. So we're not we're not talking about Red Panda, but we do have ten frauds. Um, <laughs> this is, this is wow. the beefiest fraud power rankings ever. I thought that that was like, so that's an honorable mention fraud. That's an honorable mention. That's not even okay. one. I'm okay. saying I'm not talking about her. Okay. At number 10 is Moody Magic. Fair. That we just talked about. Fair. The Moody Center. Um, first of all, Matthew McConaughey designing it, uh, is, is not the flex you think it is. Mm -hmm. Like that is, that is embarrassing to me. That is, I, I, <laughs> when they cut to the chicken scratch on the napkin as though like he invented like Apple 
at a bar, you yes. know, or like he, he, this is how Google was founded. Is yeah. we, we wrote it on a napkin. The Facebook, yeah, yeah this that, is that, the that, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it's yeah. a, uh, Matthew McConaughey drew an oval and was like, put a ton of fans in there and have them be loud. Yeah, <laughs> those are his notes. Yeah. <laughs> and they gave this man credit. Like, what what is happening with Texas sports? I, it's not for me to say. I understand, but I'm the guy with the microphone, so I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. It, it's getting out of control. We're giving Matthew McConaughey too much power. Like, well, like it's it's like every t- like Arch Manning commits to Texas, and everyone turns to Matthew McConaughey, and they're like, "Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, thank you for this." And and I'm I'm just an outsider. I have no affiliation for Texas. I don't care if they're good, bad, or otherwise. But it's a little weird that that Matthew McConaughey is like building this cult within. Yeah. What is what is what I thought was like the biggest athletic program in the country already? No, I mean, but the, somehow he gets all the credit for everything. The Texas fans have jumped the shark because they're actually more movie fans than they are sports fans. They like Richard Linklater. <laughs> they like Matthew McConaughey, and the only way that they can care about sports now is if one of those people tells them to. So that's the problem. Their sports fans are actually movie fans yeah. and have been converted back to sports fans. They are on the third phase of fandom. And uh, they have gone too far. And like you said, Matthew McConaughey can't be responsible for everything. At the same time, it is cool that they have Matthew McConaughey it as is, a movie it's cool. fan. We like movies. I do like film. <laughs> yeah, I do I like, like, I'm I like a fan film. of the, the, the cinematic arts. Um, <laughs> That's the problem, though. They're not even sports fans anymore. They need Matthew McConaughey to make them like sports. I just want to watch one Texas football or basketball game without like seeing a bunch of all right, all right t-shirts. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. But look, or, that's, that's uh, film. Well, that's how it works. Days and confused. Also, beyond just the McConaughey part, um, the rims are garbage. Yeah, the, the the early returns on these rims in in the Moody Center, get them out. They're, they're... Figure them out. Get the Maui guy in. Whoever mm-hmm. whoever does the rims in Maui, give him a call. Send him to Austin. Have him tighten these or, or loosen these things up because they are. These are the tightest rims I've ever seen. Well, let's be honest. These rims, they're fresh. They're way too fresh. They mm-hmm. need about 10,000 shots on them to get them to the level. <laughs> Malcolm of Gladwell we, yes, <laughs> About 10,000 shots to get them where we want them to be. Um, and right now, we're not even close. And I think that they should have spent the whole offseason with McConaughey in the gym putting up shots. No, that's a video I would watch. Yes. Matthew McConaughey putting up the 10,000 shots. Every single day, he has to put up 500 shots. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... I don't know. It's it's the the, the every it, like I said, Moody Center is the bell of college basketball ball. Everyone wants to talk about how great it is. Uh, what I saw tonight was a, a an arena designed by an actor who takes his shirt off a bunch <laughs> and who has the tightest rims ever. And for me, honestly, I I would consider tearing it down and starting over. I yeah. would. I would. I would really think about it if I was Texas. Do we want to continue to have games where we have to muck it up to win? I don't think that's beautiful basketball. And I think at a certain point, the fans are going to tune out yeah. and they're going to stop coming. So. But let's be honest. The guy who was in mud would love to muck it up. <laughs> he would love to muck it up. So. And I'm definitely not saying this just because I'm jealous Ohio State didn't do the exact same thing and mm-hmm. tear down the Schottenstein Center and build a 10,000-seat arena. Um, it's not that. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that, Tate. I promise. I also love that Matthew McConaughey like went to Cameron Indoor and was like, I like this idea. <laughs> what I, was so, I was so confused by the the drawing. I was like, he drew a gym. <laughs> he drew Cameron Indoor. He's like, like, he's like, why don't we put that small gym I gotta, on our campus? That's what, we got to get into consulting or something, man. Because like, yeah. this is no. I mean, the same with like the coaches coaching searches. Like, you, you fire get like someone gets fired and they need to figure out who to hire. Like, duh, call me, Brad Stevens, Rick Patino. Yes, duh. Rick Patino. That literally I'll would be you. like my sign off on my email. <laughs> yeah. It's like Bagman and then Rick Patino. We should start a coaching for a, a I, coaching I, I am for, here. I am willing to be hired. I'll help whoever. Yeah. And I'll help you design your gym. I will take a job. 
Uh, at number nine on the fraud power rankings this week, an old familiar friend with you, Tate. Oh, no. Sister Jean. Oh, <laughs> love this. Good start to are the you fraud aware, power <laughs> Are you aware that Loyola Chicago is three and four? And one of those Oof. wins was an overtime to start the season against a terrible, awful, mm. horrible, fairly Dickinson team. Mm. That this team almost lost to one of the worst teams in Division One, and would have dropped them to, to they would be two and five right now. And as it stands, they're still just three and four. They average nineteen turnovers per game, nineteen point one, third worst in the United States and all of the United States, every level of mm. basketball. Got it. <laughs> crunch the numbers. Wow. Um. This is the worst team they've had by far. Maybe not by far, but probably by far uh, since Sister Jean became a fan in 2018. <laughs> and, uh, and I ask you, it's, it, it, is Sister Jean, it, mm. is she a wartime president, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. So we know in, in times of peace that she can get out in front of a camera and wave at the fans and, and you know, be the cheerleader and the mascot. Where is she now? Where is she now? Yeah, she's in her what bunker. I would say. I just want to call attention to that. And I want to call attention to uh, this Saturday, the DePaul Blue Demons will be traveling to Loyola Chicago to play. And there are whispers around Chicago. It's the Windy City. A lot of talking. Mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of people, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know. Whispers spread whispers. in the wind. Yes. Yep. A lot of rumors floating around. I'm hearing whispers out of Chicago that if DePaul wins this game, she might jump ship because she 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 realizes there is another Catholic school mm. on the north side of Chicago that mm. I could it, the, the transition is very seamless. Tate, you see what I'm saying? LeBron James. You just you just slide right. In. She she makes an announcement. I'm going home. The decision. <laughs> yes. Yes. She doesn't even move. She just starts like driving a little further north. DePaul, south? DePaul finally geography. answers. How do we south. get Chicago recruits? Yeah. We get Sister Jean. We get Sister Jean. There are whispers. Uh, I, DePaul is south of... Yeah, yeah. She drives south. Okay, anyway. She'll uh, go anywhere. So, number nine. Something to keep an eye on. This Saturday, DePaul, Loyola, for Sister Jean's affections, because that's what my sources are telling me, that the bandwagon jumping might be imminent. For all of our journalists out there, our Capital J's, if there's anyone that is covering Loyola, I would like you in the post game to ask for Sister Jean's statement. Yeah. On the season yeah. so far. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, we ask her statements a lot when they're winning. Yeah, and she, exactly. gets to, she gets to put exactly. out a lot of statements. Exactly. But right about now yeah. is when, when we need her to actually stick her neck out and say, I, I don't like the turnovers, but I like right. her talent. That's when you Give show us something. That's when you show your true character. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Don't be a Bruce and, Pearl about it. Yeah, exactly. Come out. Character face counts. the music. Character, character counts. counts Come on. Uh, at number eight on the fraud power rankings. Peacocks, uh, just all peacocks in general. Whoa. Uh, first of all, the St. Peter's peacock. Peacocks were hot, were hot in college basketball, as we know wow. in March. Uh, everyone. One of my roommates in college, Bryce Peacock, he is also on this list. <laughs> 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 a, lot, a lot of people taking straight. I forgot about Bryce Peacock. You thought you talked about him in March. Yeah, yeah. What a name! It's Bryce great Peacock. Name. Great name. Um, so so yeah, the peacocks were the were the hot story in March. Um, everyone found their peacock emoji on their phone so they could mm -hmm. tweet about uh, St. Peter's. And, yeah. and uh, as we know, what happened next, they they lose to your North Carolina Tar Heels one, but then the entire program implodes because everyone transfers, including the coach. Yeah. Uh, St. Peter's is four and two right now, but they have no good wins. There's not even there's not even kind of good wins. So like it's a it's a fraudulent four and two. First of all, I, I want to bring that up. My bracketology <sighs> has them. They're in the same group with North Carolina. It's like the the next four out after the first four <laughs> out, and then a bunch of other groups out. That's where St. Peter's is with, yeah. with the. Nice. I think it's yeah somewhere in there. Um, so St. Peter's is out. But then on top of that, I saw this today. Gonzaga and Baylor play on Friday. Uh, it is called the Peacock Classic. It's at the Pentagon in South Dakota, Tate. 
They're playing on Friday, only on Peacock. You have to subscribe to Peacock to watch Gonzaga and Baylor play. Um, and then my the wheels started turning, and I remember that the Big Ten's new media deal, where around these parts, we're Fox guys, so when the Big Ten turned their back on ESPN, we all started high-fiving around here, and we're like, this is sick, more games on Fox. But then I remember uh, that Peacock was in that deal as well, and that starting next year, 32 games in the Big Ten are going to be on Peacock. 47 games in 2024 are going to be on Peacock. What is happening with it? Like, like St. Yeah. Peter's goes on happening? one run, and all of a sudden, like Peacock feels empowered to like step up and say, "I'm going to take your Gonzaga Baylor game, and I'm going to take your Big Ten games." We have to put a stop to this. Yeah, you should be worried about that because that, I'm not watching Peacock. For, as for me and my yeah. family, we will not. We will simply not be subscribing. <laughs> yeah. We will not. Is Peacock Quibi? Like, are they the same? We thing? will not be doing. Yeah, it. we. Will, I'm not doing. that. Not doing it. Yeah. They tried to get me during the Olympics to like check out Peacock. I just didn't I watch. Like, I'm not gonna watch. I just didn't watch. I saw the highlights on Twitter. I'm not. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie about it. I was like, did we win or did we not? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I will, watching. I will not get Peacock. <laughs> it got me. It got me wondering though. Is Gonzaga? Is this a? Uh, uh, a a Gonzaga a showing their hands. No, is oh. this Gonzaga going independent though? Is okay. this Peacock owned by NBC? NBC Notre Dame football, Notre Dame football independent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You following? They're where going, I'm going basketball. Here? Are they going Gonzaga. with the the yeah Peacock and Gonzaga mm. getting in bed together, and then Gonzaga breaks away from the WCC? Something to think about. Do you think Something people are getting Peacock subscriptions because of Gonzaga basketball? <laughs> That's the real question at a high level. Because I guess maybe so. Maybe. I mean, I mean maybe, I'm sure. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Gonzaga oh. fans out there. Maybe. Do you I have Baylor Peacock. You have Peacock? Mm -hmm. who, but who you thought it was a it? porn subscription. Yeah. Right? I no. Donda. <laughs> oh, the Donda. To watch yeah. the Donda, Donda games. Games. And Monk. Monk. Who pays for it? You? I do. Oh, yeah. wow. Mm, wow. No that's way. A, that's a huge yeah. upset. <laughs> no way. You stole that from some girl. Mm -hmm. And George yeah. Lopez shows on that. <laughs> that is a good show. <laughs> Everybody loves Raymond. It's just, also a good. What's show. the George Lopez? Because hasn't George Lopez had like eight shows and they're all named after him? And it's yeah. like the George Lopez. I, they're, they're George, they're like, it's kind of like Lopez, Batman, you know, where Lopez. it's like one word <laughs> yeah. off. It's like the Batman or Batman <laughs> yeah, Returns. Yeah, yeah. It's like George right. Lopez Returns. Yeah. George, yeah. <laughs> it's like George Foreman's kids. So big name George. <laughs> it's George Lopez's shows. It really is. Dude, speaking it's of like, to bring it back to college basketball, you know Ricky. Council, who we saw for yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas yeah. There he has two brothers that are also named Ricky Council, but they're Ricky Council the second, Ricky Council the third. That's and what he's, he's the Ricky fourth? Council the fourth. And his dad's no. Ricky Council the the first. Yeah. I learned that. Someone he's from Durham, North Carolina. I had a lot of people very upset with me. I didn't know this. So I I, I in that moment in time where we talked about George Foreman's kids, Ricky Council did the same thing. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. That's why he's the fourth. That's why he's the fourth. His brothers, and they go by, I think, like second, third, fourth, you know? Wow. The Ricky, the Ricky Council is inherent. That's incredible. Yeah. So there you go. Um, number seven, broad power <laughs> rankings. Speaking of uh, basketball families, um, at number seven is Marcus Bagley. Ooh. Uh, Arizona State. Mark, is he still in Arizona State? Did he get as of now? Follow him on Twitter and you'll find out. Maybe, <laughs> maybe those of you listening to this, he's already been kicked off the team. Who knows? Uh, Marcus Bagley is number seven because he aired his dirty laundry on Twitter instead of doing what he should have done, which is send a, an email to Titus and Tate at, <laughs> at gmail.com. Gmail. <laughs> no one would have known. No one would have known. And we would have shared it. 
That's why I don't I don't have a problem with what he did. I have a problem that he didn't email us. Yeah. That's that's the fraud behavior. That, that's why we created this outlet. Yes. This is a yes. this is for you to send it to us and say sincerely, Marcus. Uh so Sunday he tweets this. Uh it's a notes app type deal. It's a uh he he types types it out, does a screenshot, tweets the picture. Um, I usually don't address locker room situations to media, but for some reason people aren't being transparent. To my fans and friends <laughs> to my fans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to start tweeting like that to my fans, <laughs> to, my fans. Comma. <laughs> to my fans and friends that are concerned the reason i'm not playing has nothing in all caps to do with basketball or my ability after my last game i played versus nau out of frustration i made a mistake and said some things to coach hurley that i shouldn't have said me not playing is 100 percent punishment for what i said that day again i am 100 percent healthy eager to play so he tweets that out on sunday on tuesday a couple days later this tuesday tate he, uh, he quote tweets the original and he says, I was just suspended for this tweet for admitting I made a mistake. <laughs> and uh, he's basically saying, I, I, I don't understand. I, I, I aired some dirty laundry and I got in trouble for it. And I just thought I would air some more dirty laundry and tell you, <laughs> tell you all uh, what's going on. Uh, I, I don't know what the team rules are there. I don't, I don't know how it all works. I would, if I was in the Bagley family, I would advise him to maybe put log the phone off. log off. Yeah. Yeah. But no, also I, if you don't want to log off, like maybe start packing your bags and, and let's get the hell no, out of I, Arizona. I do like that. As soon as he gets reprimanded for a tweet, airing the dirty laundry, he's like, his okay, immediate thought is I have to tweet I, 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 have to, I have to quote tweet this. <laughs> and my goal is that he continues to tweet his way to suspension. Like every game is like there's another tweet about like why he gets suspended. He just follows it up. It's, it's like the greatest threat of all time. You're like Marcus Bagley missed 26 games. He also had 27 tweets to explain it. And they're all incredible. <laughs> and they're all someone else's fault for different reasons. It just keeps going and going. I got suspended for this tweet. I got suspended for this. And Bobby tweet. Hurley obviously follows him on Twitter. So you imagine Bobby Hurley like being at home just looking at his phone. He's like, did he just quote tweet his own tweet i will say the kid has promised though because the original apology quote unquote was the type of apology we love on this show yeah. where it's not an apology at all no it's, it's, it's plausible deniability it's, it's it, he, he said <laughs> he said i made a mistake and said some things to coach hurley that i shouldn't have said me not playing is 100 percent punishment for what i said that day again i'm 100 percent healthy eager to play and then he gets suspended and he's like i i was simply apologizing at no point did he say i apologize for my behavior yeah uh, i i said some regrettable things to coach he basically my said like was, i'm not getting held out because i'm injured i'm getting held out because i said something to, yes. to coach hurley which i still stand by which i stand by <laughs> but also it's bullshit i'm being suspended by this no, and people, tweet. <laughs> and people, and people, like the original reaction, like I saw it live in the moment. The original reaction was like, I'm proud of you, Marcus. Yeah. Like, I'm proud of you for like owning your mistake because because people are morons. <laughs> well, and, and let's be honest, like when you see the aesthetic of a notes app, you, you assume apology. Yeah. And like, no one wants to read all that, but you see notes app, you think apology. Damn heartfelt. Yeah. Heartfelt. That's like, so thank heartfelt, you so much dude, for writing that out. That one. Yeah. And really, you could write anything on there, and people would say, "Like, damn, dude, damn, appreciate dude, you, appreciate you reflecting." Thank you for the transparency. Thank you. That's brave of you. <laughs> Pray your hands. Um, I mean the the Bagley family. Can we just say this? Like, 
in a world of college basketball where we want characters, characters are welcome. TBS, yeah, the Bagley family, the Bagley family is, delivers. I, I mean, they they they're one of my top families in the era of T Dub, Titus and Tate, One Shining Podcast. They have delivered the goods they from have. the recruitment yeah. all the way up to Marcus Bagley's quote tweets. I mean, and it has been a ride. Andy Enfield offering the entire family scholarships. Yeah, it's been fun. Marvin Bagley at, like tweeting through his Kings. Like this is <laughs> yeah, family. Know, like know. this is what they do. They turn to Twitter. Uh, also. So not playing is in the family. Um, yes. Uh, Marcus Bagley has played 16 games in three years for Arizona State. Wow. <laughs> and to all of his fans that have seen the 16 games. Yeah. Shout out to you. <laughs> I have a feeling we're not going to see game 17 anytime. <laughs> He's going to be at Texas next year. I take full responsibility, but it's not my fault type apology. I, we love this. I can't basketball. get enough of this. And, and not, it's not the kid's fault. We just had to, it's it's the, the role models, you know, at the top. Is. That's what happens at the top. It is. Plausible deniability. It's not the kid's fault. It's not Marcus Bagley's fault. It's not. <laughs> Sorry for what he said to you, Coach Hurley. What do you think he said? No, we'll again, move on. Again, I'm 100% <laughs> healthy, eager to play. <laughs> uh, oh, he followed it up. Uh, I, I, I left this part out. On Tuesday, he followed up another tweet that said, Athletes, please, please, please make a well-thought-through decision where you go to school. These people will tell you anything to build you up just to tear you down. And then he deleted that one. <laughs> Marcus. Log off. Log off, log buddy. Off. Or, like I said, don't log <laughs> yeah, off. And, uh, just, because, and just start like packing your locker up. One of the two. Yeah. Either log off or start packing your locker up. But uh, I don't think this is this is this is the route that's going to work out. This is not going to this is not going to help the marriage of Arizona State and, and knowing Spagley. your coach, like know yeah. your personnel, know your personnel. Read this the is, this is Bobby, Hurley. Bobby Hurley. Like this is not going to work. Uh, number six, fraud power rankings. The on your head celebration. Yeah. The tapping of the head. It might look like a shot clock violation type uh, thing. It is not for the, the younger kids that are listening. They know exactly what I'm talking about. Some mm -hmm. of you older folk. Uh, yeah, it's the shot clock type uh, celebration. When you dunk on somebody, Tate. Yeah. Uh, Liam Robbins, Minnesota transfer to Vanderbilt. I think this is his second year at Vandy, but uh, has a big time dunk against uh, VCU. Taps his head because that's what the kids do. It's what you either tap your head or you stay too small. Yeah. It's one of the two. One of the two. You have to do one of those. Mm -hmm. uh, but. Uh, the on your head celebration is officially been retired. It is officially fraudulent in the eyes of of college basketball officials. He gets he gets teed up for this for taunting. Whoa, I, assume. I didn't see this. Is oh, that, really? Is that why Stackhouse this went is crazy? The Stackhouse crazy? I just yes. saw Stackhouse go crazy. I didn't see the. He gets the teed call. up for this. Jerry Stackhouse, who understands what's cool and what's in, and yeah. understands the My trends guy. and all this sort of thing. He's he, he's trying to explain in a very violent <laughs> yeah. tone. Yeah. To the referee, I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> That's what he's saying. He was simply saying, "On your head, sir. <laughs> on your head." He was saying, "On your head." The rest were like, yeah, Jerry, we know what he was saying. Yeah. We just teed him up. And Jerry was like, every every guy does this. Have you watched any of these mm -hmm. games? This is this is mm -hmm. par for the course now. Uh, Stackhouse gets two texts. He gets tossed from the game. And th this is not this was not a trivial situation, Tate, because the game at the time, there's like eight minutes left. It's 54-51 VCU. Uh, VCU gets six free throws awarded because they get the tech on Robbins for the taunting. Then there's two techs on Stackhouse. So there's six free throws. They end up hitting four out of the six. They go up seven. It's 58-51. Vandy still comes back to tie the game at, at, at some point down the stretch. Um, but VCU wins by five in the end. It was a close game. VCU wins it because they get six free free throws based off a guy tapping his head and then their coach going bananas. And uh, I don't know. I, it, it, it's a terrible call. I hate that Vanderbilt got put in that situation. 
But also, I think this is officially marks the moment in time that the on your head celebration is played out. I think we've moved on as a basketball community to the goggles when you make a good assist. I yeah. think that's the in vogue celebration, right? Yeah, I like you the drop goggles. a dime and you go you go with the goggles. Yeah, everyone's doing the goggles too. Everyone's doing the goggles, and uh, Shireman did a great <laughs> goggles performance at Maui for us. I uh, I hate to hear this. I did not know that's why Jerry Stackhouse went crazy. But I will say, seeing Jerry Stackhouse go insane was great. I, I really loved it. He's doing it for his now, players. Now, hold on, hold on. Are you a, Arkansas fans are listening. They're saying, are you a hypocrite? No, I'm not. What's the difference between Musk going crazy and Jerry Stackhouse Well, one of them is doing it to protect his players. The other one is doing it to protect his pride. You know what I mean? These are mm. two different things. And mm. also, security guy that escorted Jerry Stackhouse. Get your hands off Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> get your hands off my coach. Get your hands off of him. That's all I'm going to say. I, I do like when guys are getting, uh, just in general, not even basketball <laughs> coaches, at a bar when you're getting tossed, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you're behaving very irrationally. You're obviously angry. Everything about your body language says you're ready to, to throw hands. Yeah. Uh, so there's a guy that's like holding you back. Mm -hmm. And Hold then your attitude's like, get off of me. I'm fine. Yeah, get off of me. <laughs> what, what, what would make you believe yeah, I'm not gonna do that anything. I need to be held back? I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to shimmy and shake him. Yeah, I know. Spit move. I, 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 uh, I mean, I, I love to see it. I like to see the fire. I like to see the passion. But I, 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 I like think the this fire and passion from us, except for when he's doing it. No, there's a line. Yeah, intent. yeah. I mean, yeah. like we don't need to, to yeah. go back and revisit that. But like, Arkansas at the same fans, time, uh, I still like your team. We never said we had a problem with Muss's fire. It's just there's a line, and he crossed it. And we just said, yeah, do better and let's move on. You know, yeah, that's all. I want to root for you. I that's what we yeah. said. Yeah. That's all. That's all it was. Jerry Stackhouse. And it wasn't even, and, and if we are going to revisit the Arkansas deal for Maui, uh, it, it wasn't even, our problem really wasn't even the San Diego State game. Because I've, I've had a lot of Arkansas fans like saying the San Diego State, our problem was the Creighton game more than yeah, the San Diego State course. game, if we're being completely honest. But whatever. We'll move past it. We'll move past it. Uh, number five on the fraud power rankings, Coach Cal. No, wait. I misread that. It says Cal Coach. I'm sorry. Cal Coach, <laughs> Mark Fox. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Whew. I got yeah. Whew, almost made a mistake. I was there. Gonna, I was gonna say I think Cal Not should Coach be Cal. I think, the other coach. I Cal. think Coach Cal should be higher. <laughs> Cal Coach. Sorry about that. Apologies to the Calipari family. Uh year four for Mark Fox at Cal. Wow, that that in and of itself is shocking. He is. Oh, he Cal just became the first Power Conference team. I don't know if the stat is real. Doesn't matter. I saw it. I chose to believe it, and I'm repeating it to our listeners now. Tate. Yep. Cal became the first power conference team in 60 years to start 0-8 on a season. Now, Louisville might join them. Louisville will probably join them very soon. But the difference is, Tate, every time Louisville loses a game, uh, I'm memeing Rick Pitino back home. Yeah. I'm putting out the There's a plan. Game. We're talking about There's it. a plan in place. We're chatting through like yeah. how, how far the bottom has fallen out of Louisville basketball. We have to fix this. Let's fix this. Cal, meanwhile, I would venture to guess that... The majority of our listeners have no idea how bad Cal basketball actually is, that they didn't realize that they were actually 0-8 and, and that it's it's going to get worse from here. Yeah. Um, and and at least Kenny Payne has the excuse of him quote unquote rebuilding and it's year one. And, you know, for being honest, that excuse doesn't fly as much in the transfer portal era where you could just kind of reset your team every year. But it is an excuse and it's his first year coaching. Give him time if you want, whatever. This is year four for Mark Fox. This is his program definitively. Mm -hmm. Uh they are terrible. They uh they lost one game by two points. They lost one game by four points. Every other game hasn't really been close. So even Louisville has had the thing of like we're just unlucky at the end. If the ball bounces differently, those first three games, you know, we start three and zero. Oh, it's a different conversation. Now we're on the bubble. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now we're on the bubble. Maybe we maybe we steal a win in Maui because we got some confidence. <laughs> you know, who knows? Who, who knows? knows what might have happened? Yeah. 
Uh, Cal, meanwhile, it's a complete. It's like a complete mess. It's an out and out mess. Um, and I just wanted to draw attention to that because I don't know. It's it's Cal so bad that most people would think Viking Jones is still the coach. You know what yeah. I mean? That that's how. And the fact that we're in year four of Mark Fox and. You know, I hate to say it because I did like one Georgia team with Trey Tompkins and Travis Leslie, you know, with Mark Fox. But how many years can this guy ride the coattails of one team that I don't even think they made the Sweet 16. They maybe made the second round, but Travis Leslie and Trey Tompkins were good. That team was good for Georgia. But since then, Mark Fox, yeah, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And then to be a Cal, I think if you're a Cal fan, you're the one thing you could have hang you could have hung your hat on for the past however many years was, hey, Jason Kidd. Got Dallas to right. the conference finals. Uh, Jalen Brown, he went to the finals. And now, look at it right now, Wolf. presently. Wolf. Wolf on both of those. Wolf on, wolf both, on of both of those. Yeah. Wolf so on what, both of those. Take that t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, Wolf. I mean, what? Wolf so what, what are we hanging our hat on now if you're Cal? I think, if anything, you're just waiting. Down. Academics. <laughs> well, we know Berkeley. But I, like, our head on I know. Berkeley, we get it. You're smart. No, we it's, get it. it's it's true, and it's why. Uh, I, I think mean, you just wait out for Jason Kidd. When he gets fired from Dallas and he has no job, you swoop in you right swoop then. In and you and say, say, Jay Kidd, come, come salvage your career. Lifetime contract. Lifetime contract. Uh, but this is what's frustrating with Cal you know, UCLA is is bouncing for the Big Ten, and then Cal is suddenly like, well, wait a second, what about us? So what do you mean, what about you? Your football yeah. team's dog shit. Your basketball team's worse. You you very openly do not care about any of this, which is fine. It's your prerogative. Yeah. Go join the Ivy League, bitch. Like, we're trying to win big boy games here. Yeah. Like, we're not, what are we doing? I think I got an, I think I got an idea. Hire Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> 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 Should we be consultants for Cal? <laughs> Cal, reach out to us, man. We'll yeah. save your program. I, I have we'll ideas. Save the program. I have ideas. All of our games are on Pac-12 Network. Yeah, no one can. No watch. one can watch. <laughs> no, I mean, in all seriousness, this is the this is the double-sided coin of 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 the Pac-12 disrespect. Is that when Pac-12 teams are good, they you know the, all the Pac-12 fans are are yelling as loud as they can, like, pay attention to us. How can we get no respect when? UCLA or Arizona or USC will have a good team. Oregon's had good teams through the years. Um, how come we get no respect? It's because the East Coast bias. Now, the flip side of that, Tate, is a situation like this where you can be absolute garbage mm. and you can do it in anonymity. No one's going to even know that Cal is 0-8. And, and Mark Fox, I don't even know if Cal's administration knows that Mark Fox is 0-8. You know? <laughs> mm -hmm. And, like, that's the beauty of the Pac-12. So, like, it's a, yeah. it's a double-edged sword here, you know? It's good to live in anonymity, but at the same time, Cal's too good of a basketball brand. Like Cal basketball, is it? well, Mark look, bring Mark Montgomery back. I'm just saying, like, there, there's been some moments in Cal basketball history where you're like, oh, Cal, like they're, they're interesting, they're fun. I mean, freaking Jason Kidd played there, you know, but they have nothing. They have nothing to hang their hat on. Jalen Brown, that's a whole different conversation, but you don't want to hang your hat there. That's like a Kyrie Irving, a Duke kind of situation. You can't hang your hat there, so. Did I say Mark Montgomery, by the way? I think I did. I meant Mike Montgomery. Um, well, you had Mark Fox on your mind. Yeah, that's what I, I yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do bring, bring back Mike Montgomery is what I meant to say. Who coached at Stanford, by the way? Pulled the Patino. Yeah. People forget that. Which is the also a Patino problem. Of coaching if, you're Cal, if you're Cal Berkeley, you should freaking be going at Stanford's neck. You shouldn't let Stanford get five stars and you don't get five stars. Yeah. You should be in the same game. Facts. And you're Jordan Brand. Like, come on. Facts. Come on. They, they got to get rid of the Jordan brand, dude. They, they're, they, they're not worthy of the Jordan brand. I mean, Michael Jordan obviously was just trying to get some nerds on his side. I respect that. Uh, at number four on the fraud power rankings, Big East coaches, all of them. Um, Jay Wright leaves the conference, and suddenly all of these coaches don't know ball, Tate. Mm. Uh, and, and what do I mean by that? I'll tell you what I mean. Marquette, 
the Marquette Golden Eagles, picked to finish ninth in the Big East preseason poll. Tyler Kolick says, two-word quote to that, fuck them. That's the quote that he went with uh, in the preseason at the media days uh, when he was asked about wow. this. He said, fuck them. Mm. To all the coaches, to every single one of them. Um, and as it turns out, Tyler Kolick might have been onto something because Marquette, as we saw against Baylor, is very, very good. And the 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 press that and Marquette against Purdue. Marquette gave Purdue a pretty good game in yeah. Nike Arena, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh the it, it feels like Havoc is back. It feels like Shaka has the Havoc back. I it's early. I'm not trying to get too excited. Yeah. But the fact that Marquette was picked to finish ninth in, in the Big East in the preseason and they beat Baylor by 26, six six ranked Baylor by 26 points. Wasn't even like it was. It was the definition of a boat race game. Like they jumped out to an early lead, a huge early lead, and and it was over. And it was over. And, and they outclassed done. Baylor at Baylor's own game, which is like being physical, being yes. aggressive, and they just outdid Baylor in so much so that they almost neutered Baylor. Baylor was like looking over there, like what is happening? Scott Drew was. I mean, I had two people text me: Is Scott Drew a good coach? Like they brought that back out. Like, granted, we know he is. We Hold know on. he is. No, he is because he won a he won an he won a title. title. But it was in the but bubble. At the same, I know. But at the same time, it was a but bubble, was a Mickey, bubble Mouse Mickey Mouse championship. Dude, is he So good? a lot of people were bringing this up. So I just wanted to point that out. Has, and is, I'm watching Shaka Spartan. Uh-huh. I'm saying, I, I don't know, but that looks like a good coach. Uh, yeah, Marquette loses Marcel and Justin Lewis. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say I, I agreed with the Big East coaches. I would have uh, abstained. Because, like, Marquette wasn't picked to finish very high last year. And they had a pretty good team, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But at the same time, I'm not going to pretend like I saw this coming from Marquette, uh, that they were going to beat Baylor by 26. Kolick has been incredible. He's he's second in, in the country in assists, I think. I mean, at eight, based eight on that he had 11 answer, assists against Baylor. I was going to say, based on that answer, though, for media day, he he was on to something. He um, knew what he had going. Cam Jones was great for them. He's, he's been really he, – he, uh, him and Prosper have stepped up big for Marquette um, in, in the absence of uh, Lewis and Marcel. And I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a cool story because it's guys like – guys that were on the team already and then you turn to them and you're like we need you to step up if we're going to be good and they both said okay i can do that we can do that and And let's be honest shaka we've been trying to find the right identity or the right school for shaka since he was at vcu and a lot of people thought that it could be maybe a georgetown or it could be maybe even in north carolina at one point back in the day but shaka smart at marquette it's a match made in heaven, I think. Yeah. I think that they fit. I still think Baylor's going to be very good, but they are definitely definitively a finesse team right now. Yes. And that's not how Baylor's going to win games, especially in the Big 12. they Baylor, got to figure that Baylor out. Baylor will be fine. There's always the one head-scratching Baylor loss or Baylor game yeah. in general that you're like, what happened here? Like the Iowa State game when they won the championship. You're like, yeah, but it was yeah, coming yeah, off COVID. Like there's yeah. always some sort of reasoning behind it, but... uh Congrats um, to Shaka. Yeah, Baylor, Baylor's defense is a mess, and they turned it over what like eighteen times in this game. Yeah. Um, they, but the, the the story with Baylor's defensively, they're just like all over the place. Marquette was getting the easiest looks all game, and I don't know. I'm I I, I believe in Baylor's offense. I think uh, that was an anomaly that they're throwing the ball all over the gym. I don't think that's going to be a problem moving forward. But they got to they got to lock in defensively. They need a Davion Mitchell, a Mark Vidal type. I don't know who that is on this team. Well, I think they also, they the defense of Marquette was at such an intense level that they couldn't match it, and then they just kind of like, they were like, okay. Yeah. Well. Life on the road, dude. Yeah, first like, first taste of road basketball. They were like, yeah. <laughs> like, damn, this sucks. Yeah, I, thought, yeah, I hate this. <laughs> I hate the road. Uh, number three fraud power rankings this week. The flop call. And I'm mm. talking about the motion. The motion of the, uh, the yeah. you, 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 I'm trying to describe it for the listeners. You turn your palms up. 
Yeah, you've and then seen you just it. Kind of do like bicep curls, yeah, more or less. But like you're not but even like, like, but they kind of like flail. They kind of just flail out. Yeah, yeah. You're like um, a noodle arm. So th this this flop call has been around for a few years in college basketball, um, but this year was the first year that it's an automatic tech. In the past, it's been a warning. It's been you know like don't do that. And then Brad Davison does it again. They're like Brad, I'm telling you for the last time, don't do it. And then he does it again, and they're like, damn it, Brad. You can't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, then, don't do it. And then, like, if he keeps doing it, maybe we'll call a tech and give the other team free. This year, to start the season, they were calling it, uh, like, left and right. They're like, mm -hmm. this is a point of emphasis. As we know, tech. with points of emphasis in, in college basketball officiating, out of the gate, they call it like crazy. Mm -hmm. As the season wears on, they there's less emphasis. They, there's less emphasis, and they <laughs> let it go. And what I, I just want to say, like, the, this motion, I think, is why we're losing the emphasis. I think refs don't want to call this motion. It goes back to what I say about charges that everybody loves. Call, all the refs love calling charges because they get to look awesome and they get to, like, flex as they're punching the yeah. air. It's a strikeout going call. The other, it's their strikeout call. And I think the flop, like, I want to get the flop. I, I First of all, the call, the idea of a flop, uh, uh, the first instance of flopping is an automatic tech and you get free throws. I've seen people say they don't like it. That's too, uh, you know, too strict of a penalty for a, a, a team that's flopping. I I like to err on the side of that versus erring on the. I I like it better than last year. I'll say. Like I don't think it's perfect, but I like it. I, I would rather be too strict with flopping, yeah. than too lenient. If that yeah. makes sense, exactly. I would rather, uh, yeah. So and this wasn't. I'm fine with it. Yeah, and this wasn't really a thing or an issue until Duke made it a <laughs> popular thing. But go on. <laughs> I'm fine with the the whole thing. My problem is the call itself has gotten to a point where I don't think refs are going to want to call it because it is like the worst call ever to mm -hmm. like flop the your mechanics. Hands like this. The mechanics are just so goofy. You know what it looks like if you're carrying a bunch of laundry and then you throw it just, on your bed. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's a good point. Like, that is a good, yeah. yeah. What yeah. should it be? What would you? Well, that's out? what I think. I think we go suck it. I think, oh, I think oh the, suck it's good. If refs got a call because you're, you're it. telling the guy who flopped is like, dude, you suck. Like the block charge is already yeah. kind of in the family. Yeah. In the suck it family. You're uh -huh. hitting the hips, uh -huh. you know? And I think if you cross it and go with the X, suck it. That that version yeah. of the suck it. Um because you're saying don't do that with the yeah, X. Yeah, yeah. X. So, I X out that behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that behavior. That's um, funny. I think or, that's I think that's good. The other idea I had, you just go full stone cold and just get down on on the ground uh, like the guy flops to the ground you stand over him and you start like barking at him as you're flipping him off with your face. <laughs> yeah that'd be good it's good if you're a ref you're calling that you see a guy flop and you're just like also you're bringing in wrestling fans because yeah. like there's just a lot of theatricality behind it that you have to respect i mean it, these refs they want to be on tv right it's just this, this it's, is just it's, a it's bad for the game when a guy flops and the whole bench stands up and starts going like this like they're like fanning yeah. they're, like they're hot and <laughs> yeah. they need to fan themselves or something it's yeah. like this looks terrible. Yeah. What about um? You had mentioned the flexing with like the charge, um, like the crybaby. <laughs> you do the crybaby thing <laughs> with the eyes, but you I could, like that. but you could flex. You know, yeah, like yeah, everybody on the bench would do, would be flexing and doing the crybaby. Like I man. just think, yeah, you do something that's super humiliating to <laughs> yeah, the guy who flopped. I the ref, like the, the ref though. enjoys doing it, so he's going to call it more. Everybody wins, except I guess I don't know the people that don't like the flop <laughs> rule. The gives free throws for free but um, what about everybody just points at the person yeah just point and laugh like yes holding that's good too it has to humiliate well, we the person we gotta do something about the, yeah, yeah, exactly. the hand motion because yeah. like when a ref laundry. does that it's a humil humiliating to the ref you know yes. what i mean that's what as he's never gonna call it yeah. yeah he's not gonna so. call it he's calling it right now to save his ass but like i'm already noticing 
there's a flop instance to, tonight. I think it was Creighton flopped. And I look over at Texas' bench, and they're just like <laughs> yeah. flopping their hands around. At a Madonna concert. Like a heat then, flash or whatever. Yeah. They're going yeah. to Yes, yes, pause. But the, the refs didn't call it. And, and early, like this, the first week of the season, they were calling this left and right, and they're not calling it already. So I don't know. Let's get rid of the motion. I think suck it is the motion. Suck it might right. be the one. I mean, because you're right. The X, too, because you're like, don't do that. I think it yeah. has the emphasis. The, and, and if you're stand a ref, over the guy, and, yeah, if you're a ref and you get to pull that motion, <laughs> like you're you want a ref game. So the it, whole bench you want to make it, that call. Awesome. Do it three times like the the they used to do with the pyrotechnics. Where yeah, go, one, two, and then wait for the third for like just a half beat, and then boom. That's when you blow the whistle. <laughs> I think it'd be great. The walk-ons like X Pac or whatever yeah. is doing the jumping. Yeah, over fans on the side. are yeah. doing it. Little kids are doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And nobody wants and then, to fall. And then we get rid of the basketball court and we just put a wrestling ring in the middle. <laughs> yeah. we, <laughs> oh no, is that Mr. Case? Sure. <laughs> Wait a second. We've just invented professional wrestling. Uh at number two. I I I tried, Tate. I really did. I tried to I tried to I, I did not want to do this with the fraud power rankings. I wanted to to kick this can down the road as long as I possibly could. Um and I and I hate to twist the knife, but um with North Carolina being an absolute mess, it's time. We're not even number one. It's time. <laughs> what the hell? We're I not tried, even number one I, on the list. I tried as long as I could to <laughs> get the They won't let us be number one anywhere. We can't even be number one on the fraud power rankings. We should be number one. I tried as long as I could to give the heels time to figure it out, but unfortunately, the fraud power rankings have to now do the inevitable and put Mike Shashevsky at number two. Nice. Because how in God's name did this man lose to North Carolina twice last year to end the season? How? Can't coach. This is, this is. Imagine having the number one pick and three NBA players and losing to a team that lost to Iowa State, a team that lost <laughs> no, to Alabama. That, but unironically. Team, yeah, that, but unironically. No, and a, and a team that lost at Indiana. No, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that genuinely. I mean, this is, if you, if you call this man your goat, then you're a fraud. <laughs> they should be, the people that say this man's the greatest coach of all time should be number one on the fraud power. So, rankings. like, one of three things. Yeah, I, I don't know how to remedy it because either co- either Mr. K is not the goat, and he and like he, th- this is a malpractice. This Facts. Is, this is malpractice. What he did to the Duke team. Um, North Carolina uh, is, is actually very good, which we're, we're kind of proving right now they're not. Or or the third option is that Brady Manick belongs in the league. Yeah, Brady Manick was a first round pick, which, and like which, the reason, which is which is facts. So like, if Brady Manick, if if Jack Brady, White is in the NBA and not Brady Manick, that is the most that if, <laughs> if someone wanted to ask me why the NBA is failing, that's literally what I would say. I, I would put on tape of Jack White and say these idiots, the dumbest mother effers alive, said this man should be in this league, and this man who's swatting the number one pick and wetting Jays in their face and saying bang bang motherfucker is not in the league. <laughs> And you tell me, you tell me why people don't care about your league. You tell me, <laughs> Jack, but, but Jack, White, Jack White is the face of Adam Silver's NBA. Yeah, a bunch um, of bitches. No, I, th- th- I guess that's where I, I landed on this. Is like Brady Manic b- deserves a spot in the league. Like this is this is egregious. Uh, if, if, uh, thank you. It does not compute that this North Carolina team not only it, beat him twice, Tate, beat him twice, beat him in Cameron. Edwards, I, 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 people forget. <laughs> people forget. I, I know. It's shocking. Yeah. And I guess the second time around, at that point, like Carolina had gone on a little bit of a run. So then when it happens in the Final Four, it's still shocking. It's still a big deal. But it's less of, uh, you know, coaching malpractice. It's less like, yeah, it's more of like, damn, Carolina got hot at the right. Like, this is a good, this, I guess this proves that Carolina is pretty good, whatever. 
Carolina, outside of that run, outside of because because even the game before playing uh, uh, in Cameron Indoor Stadium, you guys went to overtime at home with Syracuse with a bad Syracuse team. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like you guys were hot like all of February and March. It was like literally just that game, the final game in Cameron, and then the NCAA tournament run, and then you, I think maybe ACC tournament. You had one. Of game, the right? the final twenty one games, they were seventeen and four. But yeah, but they were uninspiring until the yeah. Cameron but it wasn't like you were yeah, exactly. wiping yeah, the floor. Yeah, 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 exactly. You finally, I mean. they were uninsp- uninspiring wins yes. until they got to Cameron. So I guess I guess yeah like I don't understand how as that 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 loss both of those losses as Mike Shashevsky continues to uh, play out his career whatever his yeah. career is um, we're gonna look back and just be like how did this happen how did this, th- this this is officially it's already it's not even it's it's been a few months it's already entered 2002 Indiana Duke for me where I'm just like how how was that possible how did that even happen yeah how did that even happen how did this man if let I this was happen? Hubert Davis by the way I mean I would use. I would use my lifeline. I would I would make a phone call and I would call Mike Krzyzewski and I would say Ask for help. You should come to practice. Whoa. I'd bring him to because he, he doesn't go to Duke practices. He doesn't even like Duke. You know, we all know that. He's an <laughs> army grad. So let's bring that army grad who has no affiliation with the program. Let's bring him over to North Carolina and let's just plan him in a seat. And let's see if we need we we may need this evil being. To drive this team okay, to so, get to that level. Okay, let's let's talk through this. If yeah. if Mr. K become gets to put on his whistle again and become Coach K again, mm-hmm. um, but it's helping North Carolina save it's and he saves North Carolina season. Yeah. He's not actually the. I'm not saying he's the head coach, but as you said, he comes to practice, offers some notes, tweaks. Some you know things. how they do this. These old coaches, yeah. they go to practice and they and they like just have a field day. So if it saves North Carolina season, but then also. He's in front of cameras talking about how I did this, mm-hmm. and he takes all the credit. And Hubert is also like, uh, like honestly, we would have been screwed if it wasn't for Mike Shashevsky coming and saving our program. Is that a trade you make? Yeah, because it's but hilarious. then North Carolina is back to being number one. Well, like, and then and then also thought. Mike Shashevsky at the end of the day chose the right side. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's not done yet. Like he can still lead this. There's always work. a redemption he, path. He, he could all. I mean, Severus Snape. You know what I mean? The whole time you think he's on the dark side. But at the end of the day, he just was misunderstood. Maybe Mr. K was just misunderstood. And he was like, you know what? I actually hate this place. <laughs> this place sucks. Look at these losers. You think I want to win for them? Absolutely not. So that that would be my pitch. Make one phone call and just see, feel it out. Uh, you've had 24 hours of sleep on it, Carolina. I mean, there, there's no same. There, you haven't, I mean, you haven't I, I reached better out. or worse. You feeling I, better or worse about it? I I feel the same. Yeah. I, I and I and the same feeling that I have is I'm I have no I have no I, I don't know. And I reached out. <laughs> I mean, I really don't know. I reached out to former players. I'm like, how are you feeling? And pretty much everyone's <laughs> response has been different. And there's like the optimist. There's the pessimist. There's the the you know all these in between. But pretty much the 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 answer that we all come to is we have no idea. And Hubert Davis, he is almost like in a in a in a sweet way, he has almost conditioned us to like we're acting like an NBA team. You know, like some yeah. of the people are, are talking to each other and they're like, "Look, man, it's freaking November. Who cares? Of course we're gonna lose these games. It's November. This is what we do." And I'm like, "This it's not what we do. Like, what?" what? <laughs> Do you think do you think Gigi Jackson being on the team would have helped or hurt? And just added another guy that needed a basketball. Aesthetically, it would have helped. It would have looked good. Like I think a lot of times we're going in these games and we think that we're we're hot shit, you know? Like we're yeah. we're a bunch of superstars. When really we're not. And all other teams do have NBA players and they figure it out pretty quickly that we do not. And so if you had a guy like Gigi 
on the floor or off the bench, it at least would add a factor of intimidation that I don't think that they have. They have nobody that intimidates the other opponent. We look like the kind of team that when we lose, as I saw Pete Pete Nance, for example, he gets his ass whooped by IU. Trace Jackson Davis dunking all over him. Yeah. Tapping his head, saying, you're too small. <laughs> and then after the game, I see him like dapping him up, laughing, like having the best time. And I'm like, this is... This ain't it, G. Strike this man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this ain't it, G. Pete, like, Pete, strike this man, please. I mean, or at least have a little bit of, uh, you know, like, I mean, we might be friends, but I'm not trying to say what's up to you after you just embarrass yeah, we'll me. we'll talk We'll talk. We'll talk tomorrow. Yeah, I'll text you tomorrow. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, I'll give but, a little, like, wave and go. They need something like that. And yeah. maybe, G, I don't think Gigi has that personality, but they just need some sort of intimidation factor. They have none right now. And uh, I don't know where it comes from because uh, I'm afraid we have a lot of good guys. They're good kids. I love them to death, but man, win a basketball game. Uh, number one on the fraud power rankings this week by a country mile, uh, not even close. A man that we haven't talked about much on the show the last few years, but it's time to have the discussion. Jim Beheim. Oh man, <laughs> who enters, who enters the ACC Big Ten Challenge with this quote? You can oh. say what you want about the Big Ten; they sucked in the tournament. To me, that's what they did. All of their wins were in their league. If you can't play in the NCAA tournament, then you're no good. Uh, that's literally him. His teams do not play in the NCAA tournament <laughs> anymore. So, like, is it better to lose in the NCAA tournament or to not even make the NCAA tournament? I would argue lose, but Jim Beheim apparently sees it differently. Then he uh, goes on to get his ass absolutely handed to him by Illinois. Loses by 29. Yeah. Um, and Illinois didn't even play that well. No. I mean, no. Th that's the other part of it. Yeah. Um, the Syracuse last year, that was the worst season in Jim Beheim's career. Uh, it's not even my opinion. It's the the statistical facts of his record. It was the worst season he's ever had. And they had a losing record, I think, for the first time ever under Jim Beheim. Uh, this team is worse. This team is definitely worse yes. than last year. They yes. they have zero juice whatsoever. The Orange have no juice. Um, yeah. Print that headline. Uh, they. I they, mean, they let Doug Eddard smack them and then the beat face. them. <laughs> They lost enough. to Bryant. They lost to Colgate last year. Yeah. They lost to Colgate again this year. They are three and four with their win. Their wins are Lehigh, Northeastern, and Richmond in overtime. That's it. Um, they, bad, bad loss for Richmond. This will be the ninth year in a row without a top five seed in the NCAA tournament for Syracuse. They never, before this streak started, they never under Jim Beheim had a longer streak than three years going without a top five seed. Mm. Does that make sense, or is that too big to no, start no, no. the day for you? No, that that makes sense. The, the, this will be the ninth year in a row that they are like, because even because like the, the saving grace for Syracuse is we had an eleven seed that one time, we in had a ten seed that yeah. one time, and went to the final four. We had we went to that one Sweet Sixteen. The the, the eleven seed I think was a Sweet Sixteen, mm -hmm. right? And then they go to the Sweet Sixteen as an eleven. They played in the playing game, wasn't it? Didn't I think they, so. They have to win three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they went to the so like. The, that's what Bayheim has that quote where it's like, we're, we're great in the tournament. Bitch, you're not great in the tournament. You suck in the tournament. You don't mm -hmm. even make the tournament. Mm -hmm. You make the tournament once every so often. You mm -hmm. go to the final four. The Big Ten goes to the final four. That's not the issue. What the issue the Big Ten has, we don't win national titles. You don't win national titles either, <laughs> bitch. You've won one in 400 yeah. years. And it was because of Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. I'm over Jim Bayheim. I've had enough. Me, Jim Bayheim and I used to have, uh, he didn't know this, but he and I used to have like a symbiotic thing because um, I, he, I, he has won a more recent national championship. That's the only thing he has. Hold on, is that true? Well, Maryland's 02, he's 03. But Kansas, we have can't we have last year. Big Ten's <laughs> taking Kansas, dude. We're getting Kansas. We're getting Kansas. I'd throw Kansas to the what are, throw, throw Kansas. Throw Kansas. Um, 
I, I, I remember reading Jim Beheim's autobiography and it resonated with me because a lot of the things he talked, a lot of his insecurities, a lot of his, uh, his approach to basketball, like, I don't know. I was like reading and I was like, this feels like me. Like this feels like, yeah. like he had, like he goes to Syracuse, Dave Bing's his teammate. He's the famous guy, the face of the, like he's, he could run for mayor in Syracuse. He's, and he, and then Jim Beheim has to carve out his career, you know, underneath the shadow of, of this legendary Syracuse player. And I'm like, oh my God, that's me with Greg Oden. Like, mm -hmm. like, so I'm reading this, like finding all these parallels. And he's like a sarcastic asshole. And I'm like, that's me. I'm yeah. a, you know, um, and I've been a Bayheim fan for a very long time. But this man is 78 years old. His sons were on the team last year. They're no longer on the team. I don't understand why he's still coaching. Uh, it's 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 like I'll, I'll say this in, in the interest of fairness to Mike Krzyzewski. I'll say the same thing to Jim Bayheim. You cannot seriously wake up every morning, look yourself in the mirror and say, I am the best option for Syracuse basketball. So I'm going to continue to do this job. Mm -hmm. You're wrong. You're not. You know, you're not. So the only reason you're still coaching is some vain like, are you trying to catch Coach K? Are yes. you trying to, like, what? what is it that you're doing? I'm trying to catch Coach K. I want out. I'm not even a Syracuse fan, and I yeah. want out. And uh, Jim Beheim, fraudulent number one. He might be number one the whole season. I might just put him, just lock it in at number one the rest of the season until he retires. He should have retired when Buddy left. I mean, Buddy was all he had, but he loved Buddy. He wanted Buddy to make the tournament. He wanted Buddy to make a run. It didn't work out that way, and I think he's now kind of just like taking it out on the program. He's just hanging around. But I did hear, as I reported on the show, this is his last year. Really? That's what I've heard. It's got to be. I mean, the, like what other... I heard he had already told them that this was going to be his last year, but he expected Buddy to be back this year. But Buddy was too good and had to go to the NBA and play in the G League for the Pistons. Oh. So that's, that, is, that is what I think uh, where we're at. But you're right. I mean, that quote, even when he said it, I was like, Jim Beheim, you do not speak for us. Yeah. This is the same man who hates the ACC, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like uh, he doesn't even like the conference that he's like trying to speak up for. There's no hope for the future in, in that the, the, the recruiting at Syracuse has completely fallen off since Mike Hopkins went to yeah. Washington. The, mm -hmm. the, it, the, everyone is just looking around. Every, every single fan in Syracuse is just looking around like, are, are we serious with this guy? Like, is he. Is he really going to continue to wake up? Ah, yeah. uh, damn it! He did it. He put the whistle around his neck again today. Oh no! All right, I guess one more day. I guess we all got to believe that this man is—he's yeah, he's our guy. You know, he did kind of build the program. Mm. So like, it, it is very uncomfortable to watch Syracuse basketball right now because this man should have retired like six years ago, seven years and ago. Syracuse is a legit program, so yeah. At this point, you just don't want to fall too far. Benefit of the doubt, he was going. He was planning on retiring last year. Uh, and then Kay announced his farewell tour, and he was and like, he, "I'll wait." Again. Yeah, and he's I like, "I don't want to take his thunder." I, I yeah, I got to slash. Stand I want my own show. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna stand down. Yeah, um, that's the only thing. If, but if he doesn't retire, uh, if he doesn't retire this year, I will join Syracuse fans with my pitchfork and torch. And the only thing, <laughs> I don't know where we're going. Yeah, but let's go there. And yeah, <laughs> I think the only thing I if he if he planted and incepted the idea of K retiring, I will give him credit for that. Like if they were at dinner in February of last year, and, and Beheim, yeah, Beheim was like, it'll be my last year next year. And K was like, actually, it's going to be my one, two, three jump. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only way I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I like that. Number one. Yeah, dude, I'm fired up about Beheim. Well, this is the last time I'll be number one, probably like in his career ever, ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, I think that's it. That's the the fraud powering. Is that's I feel the, good. That's a pretty I, good show. Dude. Yeah, I feel you know, like I learned a lot. Um, any shout outs before we get out of here? Uh, shout out to uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels this weekend in football. Uh, 
in the ACC championship game. They have not won an ACC championship since 1980. I was not born when they won the ACC championship back then. So Drake May plays Clemson this weekend. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Uh, got friends and family that will be in the building. I will not be there, but mm-hmm. uh, I will be watching. And also U.S. plays the Netherlands, 7 a.m. Pacific. Yeah. Let's go USA. Shout out to uh, Polistics Balls. He said it wasn't his balls, though, right? Yeah, it wasn't his balls. It was his pelvic, man. It was his pel. Okay. Whatever that means. But also, he did. I love that they asked him. Someone asked him, like, if, you know, about his big moment as an American. Like, basically trying to act yeah. like that was the one big moment. That was it. That's and and he was now. like, yeah. my my big moment hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And I was like, damn. That's baller. I like that that's, answer. That's baller. <laughs> so, we're, let's do it. We're beating the Netherlands, by the way. I mean, Virgil we're van Dyke is scary, obviously, because no, he's, he's he's. I've never heard the- of him. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never heard of the guy. But I I like our youth, and I like our I like the fact that we believe, you know, and that's fun. Do you think Virgil van Dyke could score on this Texas defense? I don't. Think I don't so. think so. I Not, don't think I don't think he's scoring in the Moody Center. I don't so think. What so. do we have to be afraid of? Yeah, you're right. No. You're right. That the only the only Netherlands guy that scares me, Robin van Persie, never scared me. Uh, it's, Wesley it's, Schneider. Wesley Schneider never scared me. Uh, Robin scared me because Robin was just like a freight train. Yeah, coming up the the right wing and then cutting into le- that's he had one move. He mm-hmm. only goes left. He's the Hunter Dickinson of soccer. Yeah, uh, but damn every, if it didn't work. Damn if it didn't work. And even when you're stopping him and you're making him go right, he just like bowls you over to go yeah. left. And uh, he's not on the team anymore, so we're fine. I bet on the we're Netherlands good. to win the World Cup. So if they do win, are you, you know, serious? Yeah, I'm riding high, dude. How much you bet on America? None. Oh my god! But I only bet, I only bet fifty dollars on the Netherlands. You know, I didn't care. All right, <laughs> I didn't care. Uh, shout out the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, smacking Michigan State. Uh, this Notre Dame team, folks, if you're not paying any attention, uh, they play six guys. They played literally six guys. <laughs> six they graduates. Six, they, they have a six man rotation. Yeah, four of four of the six are fifth year seniors. <laughs> Cormac Ryan, Nate uh, Nate Lazuski, Trey Wirtz, and Dane Goodwin. Um, who are names you might remember. Uh, yes. Through, <laughs> if, if you watch Notre Dame for the past two or three years, you know all of them. Um, they They're went, going to kill Carolina. Like, <laughs> as I watch, I was like, this team is a bad matchup. <laughs> they, uh, they they literally have, they have six guys who average more than two minutes per game this year. Nice. That's the cutoff. It's two minutes per Dude. game. They, they only have six guys that play Just win, games. baby. Um, they last game against St. Bonaventure, they lost. They go two for seventeen from three. Michigan State, they go eleven for twenty six. They are a make shots team. Mm-hmm. Um, they will make shots against Carolina. Yeah, Michigan State. I don't. I don't know how I fit. Malik Hall's out. I think they're fine. I think. I think that Izzo already got his quality wins. I think he's mailed like the the yeah. all of this. He got what he, it's, yeah, it's, all yeah. the resuming build. He's done. He's already already packed up check, shop. Check back in in late January. Exactly. I say. Yeah, his, yeah. He's like, we'll, I'll see you guys then. Um, but I, I, I've decided I've seen enough that Malik Hall has to be the guy. Like that's the, that's the mystery of Michigan state is who's mm-hmm. going to be the guy for them. Um, yeah. Tyson Walker has the talent. He doesn't have the drive. I don't think he wants to be the guy. I think Hogard wants to be the guy, but Hogard can't shoot. So yeah. if I'm so Tom Rizzo, I'm like, guy. please don't try to be the guy. Yeah. Please don't just pass the ball. AJ. Mm-hmm. Um, Hauser is a glue guy who not the guy. At, at, his, and at his core. He's like, I want to be, he's, he's kind of like what Pete Nance is to North Carolina. He's like, I came here. To just kind of like be a, a the glue guy, and now yeah. you guys are turning to me, and you want me to be an X factor. And That's I can't be role. that man. I'm not. I don't want that. Yeah. Like I'll just knock down open shots and get some rebound. Like I'm not trying to do. Mm-hmm. But he's got to step up, and that's why I think Malik Hall. I think Malik Hall is an X factor who now has to be the go to guy for Michigan. State. I like that's that. My, that's my analysis. I like Malik, Hall. but he's out right now, so yeah. he'll be fine. Manufactured adversity. Uh, shout out Virginia beating Michigan. Um, I decided it was gutsy win. 
It was a uh, it was a win that uh, uh, Michigan is, can't shoot, but they were hitting everything against Virginia, as you do against the pack line defense. Just every so often, people rain threes on Virginia. Uh, that was happening. Um, but Virginia is... is uh, Kia Clark is someone who I think we are very much taking for granted. Because I think, like, in my mind, if you if if you mention Kia Clark, I, I just instinctively laugh because he's been around for so long. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that guy's still there. And he's kind of... Um, not to disparage him, but you're just kind of like he he was the guy that was also on the court as Virginia won the national title. He was just yeah. kind of along for the ride. And let's be honest, Beekman has kind of taken over the ball at times. Like in critical yeah. possessions, like Kihei's off the ball now. So that he can be forgotten, but just because of that. But he's know? very good. Yeah, exactly. But he's still very good. And I kind of like him <laughs> yeah. as I like having him off the ball with Beekman on the ball at yeah. times and you know, in critical Beekman's possessions. Beekman's very so. good. The, this Virginia team's Beekman the, looks Vader like Vaderplaz had a moment like a, a stretch where he scored like yeah, it felt like ten straight. I don't and know they how much told it the whole was, story but... about him and Tony yeah, playing together. Yeah. It was beautiful. And uh, Beekman looks like the ACC Player of the Year. If I were to give my preseason ACC Player of the Year as I've, based on what I've seen so far, my top two candidates: Justin Mutz at Virginia Tech and Reese Beekman at Virginia. All right, I won't argue that. Yeah, there you um, go. Yeah, Michigan is. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm scared to. Let's I'm be honest. Eight, that I, Hunter that is... Dickinson cylinder rule thing was ridiculous. I, I mean, that that whole thing was insane. I mean, look, he did what he had to do. Big guys have to clear out space, but Hunter Dickinson, you're giving Bill Lambier vibes, right? <laughs> he loves it though. That's, that's what he's trying to be, you know. Yeah, but it's. I, I mean, it's in Michigan. Dickinson so. is great, uh, but I every time I've watched Michigan this year, I just don't know. I don't know who's going to create for them. It's I'll, supposed I'll to be his son. It's Jet, supposed to be right? Jet, yeah. but d- d- is is a coach's son who's a freshman? Uh, the guy you want running. that has the longest leash I've ever seen. Yeah. Do you want to run your offense? Like how when we look back through the history of college basketball, coaches' sons running the offense, how often does that really work? The one Other time that than... I can think of is Bryce Alford airballing a shot that they called a goal ten. That's the one time it worked. <laughs> right? Wasn't that against SMU? Yeah. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Saul Smith played for his dad, but when they won the title, he was he was not running point. He was just like, you know, roll. It was, he was a freshman year, I think. Yeah. But I think they won the SEC when he was a senior and he was playing well. Jerry McNamara for Jim <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I don't Is know. that it? That's, but that's 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 the fear I would have with uh, the, I'm getting Allen Houston vibes from mm-hmm. Chad Howard and where like dad's going to be the coach and let him like some, uh, some, some Bryce Offord vibes, some Pete Maravich vibes. I'm just like, you do whatever you want. You do whatever you want, son. Yeah. This is your domain, which yeah. is, you know, it will might get him drafted. might get his son drafted, but I don't. Yeah, no, and I'll be honest. Like, if my kid anymore. was out there in a five-star and trying to get drafted, I might let him cook, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Can laughs> like, the hustle. Uh, yeah, passing the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to make some more money in this family. Um, Shout out to Butler. I'm, I got my Butler yeah, stuff like on that. tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, Butler with the big win over Kansas State. Um, Biggest win in the Mata Diebler. Big for the Big East. Yeah. That's yeah, right. conference yeah. pride. Yeah, apologies to Coach Mata for saying Big East coaches don't know ball. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't it. He was at the top. He of didn't vote. Yeah, that was probably Diebler voted on that. I bet. Yeah, I bet he let Diebler vote. Probably in that, in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yuri Collins had twenty assists against Tennessee State on Wednesday. He's averaging eight, eleven and point six assists per game. Um, and St. Louis is playing good basketball. So shout out to uh, Yuri Collins for twenty assists in a game, Tate. That's a uh, Caleb Love for Yuri Collins. Who says no? <laughs> 
<laughs> I was gonna uh, if if things continue to trend this way, I want to do a, a segment called Blue Blood Trades, where we fix the blue bloods by trading players within the blue bloods. Because mm. I think that might be something we need. That's to That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I, I would like that. Yeah, yeah. let's we, figure. I, out, we, need, we need to see a little let, more from. Let's the teams, figure out but, best settings. Yeah. for for these players because it might not be where they are currently. The way the NCAA works right now, if we propose that trades should be allowed, yeah, I really feel like within a week they might approve it. I think they might right. just be like, "Great idea, go ahead, right. do it." Do it. Who cares? Umar Balo for Armando Baycott. Oh, what's, no. what's the Arizona score, by the way? Oh yeah, good call. We gotta look that up. I hope it's. I hope Arizona came back to make it respectable. Arizona's down eleven with one forty nine, dude. That's respectable. Okay, redo the fraud power rankings. Arizona number one. Bump everyone else down. <laughs> Honestly, Maui people, turn this off. We love Maui. <laughs> number one might be Maui. Is number one Maui? No. Number one's the plane ride back from Maui. Yeah, number yeah. one is, yeah. Number one's not Maui. Number just, number one is the mainland. Number one's the mainland. That's what yeah, it is. Every game Maui. should be in Maui. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, we yeah, played yeah. everything in Maui, yeah, that's then we'd have is. a better season yeah. in college basketball. That's what it is. Uh, we speak your name real quick. Rapid fire. Missouri's eight and zero. Tate, their fans are fired up. Uh, OT win at Wichita State on Tuesday. They got Kansas nice. coming up. Uh, you don't see Missouri like peddling out Brad Pitt saying, "Brad Pitt, make us a no, new arena." No, no, no. Um. But they got the, the Kansas Missouri the border wars back, um, mm. and they play December tenth at home against Kansas. It's a good game. So have that on your radar. Missouri is Missouri will be fired up for that. They game. will be fired up yeah. for that game, uh, especially with like all the the, the they'll they'll be fired up. For yeah, they're the, that actually like for the signs and the the chance yes. and things like that's something to do. That if I could pick one game where the most number of people will be kicked out. Mm-hmm. It's Missouri. It's when Kansas comes to Missouri. Yeah, that that, that would be the most eject. Like I'm talking fans, like the fans. security guards. Like, yeah, you can't. You threw a you th you threw yeah. a, a full water bottle, a full beer at Bill Self's head. Yeah. You can't have that. You got to go. I think number two is Kentucky at Arkansas this year. I think uh, I think Arkansas fans are are because they're going to win that game and they're going to be yeah. going crazy. Yeah, so that. That'll be fun. Auburn Bama's turning into like Auburn, a, a, Auburn, Auburn, Auburn Bama game. The jungle's a jungle into, for a reason. Yeah. That's turning into like a <laughs> duck game. Like if you're going there and you're sitting close to the court, just yeah. always be always be ducking. Uh, speaking of the SEC, Mississippi State seven and zero. I tried to warn everyone about Chris Jans. They didn't want to listen to that mm. defense is absolutely locked in. Tolu Smith's looking like a dark horse. I don't know. Mm, we'll say all SEC. I, I don't want to say all American. That's, that, that's like too much SEC. pressure on the kid. Yeah. But, uh, He's he's playing well. Mississippi State's rolling. They're undefeated. And Jim Cunningham, St. John's. What are they? The Johnnies now? Mm -hmm. Almost, <laughs> almost uh, red uh -huh. storm. I almost used mm -hmm. the the uh, the wrong one. Uh, eight no. How about that? Oh, yeah. Joel Soriano and uh, absolute Cur beast. Curbelo looks comfortable. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, you, you they're a fun team. Yeah, Styling. They're a fun team. Um, second fastest team in America behind Arizona. Yeah, they were the fastest team last year. So. There's that. They're at Iowa State on Sunday too, so we'll get to we'll get to see St. John's. I mean, Iowa State test. really good team. Everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah, everybody, so that'll be a, that'll be a great that. test. Uh, other than that, my only shout outs: USC football plays on Friday. You guys are doing great. Um, you're definitely going to win. And congrats on the Heisman. Congrats on the playoff spot. Uh, we're all fired up for you here in Los Angeles. So I just want to extend a, a congratulatory. Yep. Uh, well done, gentlemen. Um, and Lincoln Riley's cap. first year. Uh, congratulations on the the Pac-12 championship and the college football playoff spot that you took from Ohio State. But deservedly so because yeah. you guys you guys you guys look great against Utah in this the second game. So uh <laughs> just I want to preemptively say congrats on on a on a well played game. So that's it. Any any shout outs, Jim? Uh just one. I'll make it quick because it's important. Myself, I looked up the George <laughs> Lopez uh names of his shows. Yeah. And characters he plays. Please. 
There's George Lopez, where George Lopez plays a factory worker named George Lopez. <laughs> Fair. Then there's Lopez Tonight, where, you know, that's his talk show. Then there's St. George, where George Lopez plays a recently divorced working class man named George Lopez. <laughs> the <laughs> then, range on this guy. Yeah. And then there's Lopez, yeah. where George Lopez plays a comedian named George Lo Lopez. <laughs> and now the last one. George Lopez plays a working class, partially estranged father named George Lopez, <laughs> renovating his partially estranged daughter's kitchen in Lopez vs. Lopez. <laughs> Honestly, it's real. I mean, give this man... And it's on Peacock. Give this man the Mark Twain Award, because that is comedy. <laughs> Like that—that that is the greatest bit of all time. Give me the Edward R. Murrow Award. <laughs> I mean, oh, for journalism. Me? Yeah, that's good research. There, <laughs> good yeah. job, Jim. Good job, man. George Lopez. Uh, speaking yeah. of like naming things, did you see this movie Cocaine Bear that's yeah. coming out? Yeah. Shout out to that movie because I, I I saw I don't know what the movie I like I mean I know what the movie is about but I don't know what the movie's about I know nothing about it other than the poster and the title. And I got fired up and I thought, this is something we need more of in Hollywood. Like all, all this other, you know, the, the Hollywood bullshit, get it out of my face. We need more Sharknado. We need more Cocaine Bear. We need more Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> I just love movies where it's just like straight to the point. You know what you're going to get. I don't need to see a trailer. I don't need to know anything about this movie. Yeah. You say Cocaine Bear, I'm in. I yeah. can't wait to see this movie. I know nothing about it other than the title. And uh, one of our one of our true friends story, of the program, uh, true story. What it is, it is. A, it is a true story. Yeah. What? Yeah. Now I'm even more excited. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Same with the Abe Lincoln uh, vampire hunter. What were you saying with the? Uh, same with Abe Lincoln. No, I mean Tommy. Tommy Alter's uh, cousin Jimmy, who's uh, uh, been very kind. He is the producer. This is his movie. Cocaine. Are you Bear. serious? Yes, Tommy Alter. Can we go to the premiere? I don't know. Maybe we gotta we gotta hit up Tommy. Too. Yeah, I gotta be. <laughs> yeah, this is the time. This is finally an opportunity for me to go to a premiere. I want to go to it's a movie called Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Anyway. No, I mean I thought it was the Revenant. February. I thought 24th. I already saw that movie, but I'm excited for this one. February 24th. It Done. Out. Put it in the calendar. That's my brother's birthday. Go. I'll go. All right. I think that's it. Uh, apologies to Utah fans uh, for your big upset that we didn't really talk about. We, to be completely honest, did not see that coming. Mm. <laughs> not. A, same. But uh, Arizona, we're going to crunch the tape. We'll do better next week and uh, figure out what the hell went wrong. Mountain trip for Arizona. Those yeah. are always tough in the Really tough, yeah. Always tough to, to get up there in altitude. But uh, UCLA just tipped off against Stanford, too. So if that goes horribly wrong. You know where to whatever. find us. You know we'll where be, to find we'll, us. We'll, we'll be back on we'll Monday. We'll be back here Monday talking about it. Uh, see you guys. Enjoy the weekend. Congratulations, USC football, once again, on winning the Pac-12 and definitely not losing. Yeah. Good job, guys.